gentlemen, welcome to a podcast for everyone. It's this this episode. It's me. It's Carlisle. Hello, and who's who's that over there in the distance? It, is it me? Yes. Oh, it's me. It's Charlie. Hello, the <laughs> usual host. <laughs> we also have a guest. We, I I forgot that we don't do that thing anymore. We forgot when we pretend we don't have a guest. So hi, Chris. Oh, I just assumed you were doing that. <laughs> no, thing, no, so I was silent. We made a point of saying that we're not going to do it anymore. Okay. And Carlos screamed the down the microphone ago, for a good and, uh, thirty. We seconds. also kind of yeah. We mm. kind of peaked its potential. I wrote a song <laughs> about how we'll never have guests on, and then the episode after that, I just screamed for like 30 seconds. <laughs> it really hurt. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's Chris from Duncan's and Dragnos. How Practice you doing, safe man? screaming, everyone. And also from Carlisle's house. Well, he I guess is in my house. It's Carlisle's Because it's also Chris his house. house. It's, mm. not, it's not your house and Chris lives there. It's both <laughs> no. of your house. It's equally your house. Just... Just to make sure everybody's on board, the people we can get to guest on this are people that we live with, and no one else is going to make that high an effort. <laughs> <laughs> You've had esteemed author Maggie Thrash. We have Thrash. had esteemed author Maggie Thrash on, one of our very favouritest people. Yes, Not and once, she lives with Carlisle. Three times now. Three times. But wow. she does live in our basement, to be That's fair. That's true. Yes. I, we just haven't told Ross about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we might have a lodger soon. That's exciting. Oh, Yes. Yeah, We're asking to get fun knocked, facts for but... everybody. One of our friends may stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about busted. No, it's now a recently, podcast about your about housing situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tune in every week. Every... This is the new bit instead of um, we pretend we have no guests. It's just an update on my housing situation. <laughs> yeah. Which every week, for most weeks, will be largely the same <laughs> as it was the You know what? Week. The last the last six months or so, it's been really quite consistent. <laughs> And then our friend Johnny will get here, at which point it will be the same for two or three weeks, however long no, he's there. So this will be a particularly spicy record, period. Chris's mm. girlfriend might be round. And then that changes everything. And by everything, <laughs> sure, I mean, I'll have to try and remember when Chris is an extra person. Around. I mean, not that I'll forget, because I'll see her. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll have to remember to mention it. I've become quite normalised to that idea, but obviously I forget that the audience hasn't and they need yeah, every detail. Yeah. <laughs> so should so, we talk um, about a song? Yeah, this week. <laughs> we talk about song two on the Mookbusted album, Hate Your Guts, featuring pop-punk royalty Mark Hoppus. Mm. Uh, this song was written by Tom Fletcher, Dougie Pointer, who is the bassist of McFly and one of two bassists of McBusted. And, and winner of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Is that true? That is true. It is true. So also both Matt Willis, the winner of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. winners of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Fascinating stuff. That is really, really interesting. And that's what you come to a podcast for everyone for. <laughs> Harry, Dr- Harry Judd, possible winner of Strictly Come Dancing? Is he on it right now? Or do you just know he was on it No, he time? was on it and he did really well, but I can't remember if he actually won or not. You know what? Well, I'm going to fact check this. We, we can have another game show segment. We just check everybody involved for their involvement in any game shows. Uh, and also Mark Hoppus, who, uh, if you don't know who that is, is one of the members of Blink-182. He did win. Charlie's actual... Wow. Wow. There we go. Huge amount of winners. <laughs> the talent in the bus is just ridiculous. He defeated Chelsea Healy and Jason Donovan in the final. Fuck both of those people. Hey. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Who are they? Jason Donovan is my auntie's favourite person of all time. My brother has the same initials as him. He's an Australian... Charlie, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> actor slash singer. 
and she wow. loves him. And when my brother was born, she got really excited because he has the same initials. And then That's, my parents that why she got excited. <laughs> I put it to you, gentlemen, that Busted is the band with the best ever uh, chart success and Bugs Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Muck Busted. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, let me just think about that. I think Charlie Simpson's probably too good for that shit. Yeah, and James <laughs> Bourne just eats bugs in his house. Like yeah, if he, I, I imagine yeah. he probably just if he sees a he... spider climbing up the walls, he will just eat it. <laughs> but the, most people are faced with a dilemma when they see a spider: Do I not bother doing anything? Mm. Do I? Save this spider, but in reality, probably damn that spider to death because that spider has evolved to live in a house um, by taking it outside and releasing it. But James Bourne considers the third option of eating the spider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this song was produced by uh, favorites of ours, Steve Robson, but also Jason Perry, uh, who was also involved with Air Guitar, which I, I can't remember anything else he's done. Has he been involved in previous work, or is he just a McBusted guy? Um, he did the theme tune for his brother's famous TV show Friends <laughs> thank you cool <laughs> some people have the same surname that's, that's a, very true in ca- that's a fun um, fact <laughs> so Charlie do you want to tell us roughly what this song is about yeah so this song is about when you really hate someone but also you don't really hate them you still love them but you're kind of like oh god I wish I hated you because it would make my life so much easier but you don't hate them and you love them and it's about that frustration Nice. Uh, so, before we get into the song, I have a lot of Busted Theory plot ideas, which will require some quick recapping for mainly Chris's benefit, but right. also the audience's, and also ours, because it's been so long since we did this. But um, It's been so-, so long that we did this that I forgot that we did the Busted Theory. <laughs> 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 when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's a major part of this podcast that we do. <laughs> So, I can't remember all of the details, as I think this will require retconning some stuff. But here's just a quick recap of where we left off. After the Thunderbirds, who are McFly, mm-hmm. um, try to fight Busted and Miss McKenzie to the death, uh, Charlie sacrificed himself and pacified Miss McKenzie by fusing his body with hers, mm-hmm. which caused a chain reaction which caused all of McFly to be fused with the two remaining Busted members, I creating see. the six-headed monster that is <laughs> McBusted. <laughs> the only logical Okay, solution. well, that makes sense. Yeah, right. cool. Um, so, what we discovered last song... So, uh, anyway, after that, they decided, you know, they wanted a clean slate, so they went into a new dimension where no one's ever heard of McFly or Busted mm. as McBusted, with nothing but the shirts and various instruments on their back. Mm. And... Which is a very wide back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's one shirt as well. One extremely wide shirt <laughs> with many neck holes. Um, so they went to another dimension. It was also discovered, and also Charlie and Miss McKenzie went to a different dimension where he will encounter the rest of Fightstar. Ah. Uh, so they're separated now completely. Mm. Um, but we also discovered that the masterminds between every bad thing that's happened to Busted McFly, (laughs) McBusted, Miss McKenzie, and who will be important in this, Mm -hmm. uh, Gretel Upizel, who is going to become become the supervillain groupie. Okay. Yeah, it'll be really important. Okay. Just wait till you see. I'm excited. Um, 
This is all being masterminded by the dimensional entities Jimmy Page and Brian May. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Cool. So, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. This is, first of all, this is a hard song to have second because I don't think we established any new love interests in this new universe after Air Guitar and they don't know anyone. Uh, but also... Um, I don't know if we remembered to put Gretel Lupizel in this universe. So what I'm suggesting is Jimmy Page and Brian May pulling their string. They don't know how strong this new muck-busted creature is. They had a handle on how strong the busted creature was, but this is a whole new thing that they didn't plan for. So now they want to test it by giving more power to Gretel Lupizel. So in this universe, I think Gretel Lupizel should be directly backed by Jimmy Page and Brian May. So I think... <laughs> Chris has just given up in the corner. <laughs> I think they should give her the power to travel to this dimension. And this song is basically Gretel. It's from the perspective of Gretel Lupizel because she's the one who hates them after how things ended in oh, season yes. two. And it's kind of her announcing that she's there. And Brian and Page. Like, I'm going to fuck no. you up. <laughs> Jimmy so, Page and Brian May. <laughs> Uh, enlist the help of pop punk icon Mark Hoppus to help her out in the evil fight. Oh yeah, absolutely, brilliant. Yeah, uh, is Mark Hoppus just Mark Hoppus in this? Mark universe? Hoppus is just Mark Hoppus. He's he just talking just about I don't know his ex girlfriend. He's talking about <laughs> Josie, which is what the song Josie is written about. Very good. Okay, <laughs> uh, so all of that on the table. <laughs> Should we talk about the song? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I uh, hate so this song. You hate this song? Oh yeah, this is Charlie's least favourite <laughs> song on the album. No, this, this is... is a really funny in-joke, because before <laughs> we started recording, he said that this was his favourite song on the album. Yep. That's the whole joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, this song is my favourite song on the album. I like this song a lot. I want to talk about... So not what happened to your band after this nah. third song? Really like this more than that? I like this more. Alright. I think I've Very I've overplayed what happened to your band to myself that when I heard this one, I kinda of, I kind of think of that as a fifth album song. Okay. Well, a fourth album song. Because that's yeah. where I listen to it most. So I kind of forget that it's on here. But that's also a really good song. But mm. my pure muck busted song that hasn't been covered anywhere else, this is my favourite one. Alright, fair enough. Uh so the song starts you can really tell mark hoppus's influence on this compared mm. to the other songs on this album that's why it's, it's so good <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is a very fun sort of very upbeat riff that we start on and just, there's a lot of high energy in the whole song mm. um, especially when the lyrics start a lot of the guitar playing is palm muted so it just feels really like because of like just a barrage of things coming at you <laughs> which kind of works with the lyrics with the lyrics is just a list of wishing ill will on people uh you said you had some harmonic analysis on this is there anything yet or should i just wait for you yeah to i me? think i think the start is really where my point comes across because it's a it's a very angry song and a very determined song mm. so we root ourselves immediately very strongly in a major mm. we got we got big a big e big d it's it's exactly what you need to set yourself up <laughs> when did they get out of prison <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the, the riff up top uh, is E and then C sharp highlighted a lot more than any other notes, which is dominant and major third in your in your A major. And you're just you're just really determined. You know 
that this song is going to stay in A major and boy does it. <laughs> there are three chords in this whole cunt apart from F sharp, uh, which is which features very briefly. Now, I attribute this to a genius um, interpretation of the lyrics. It's really rooting us in this harmony and giving us a determined and angry and decided feel. Now, you could argue that that's what every Blink-182 song sounds like, <laughs> but uh, that's... He might not. You, this you don't know. And this isn't an off weird brand joke because we said something that was completely different before we started recording. Blink-182 is genuinely Charlie's favourite band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, they're up there. They might not be my, my absolute favourite, but they are definitely okay, up there. I, I like them changed. a lot. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And I'm sat there yeah. thinking, not all of their songs sound like that. <laughs> How Sorry. dare you? No, it's fine. A large amount of their sort yeah, of these up-tempo <laughs> boys are relatively harmonically uncomplex. <laughs> you see, I would have almost thought it was quite an unconventional choice to go with to root yourself in a major key. Seeing as yes. this is a song about wanting to fucking just hating someone. I think that is to an extent where my, where my um, harmony falls down, but I think we have to... Well, my analysis falls down, sure. sorry. But I think that we have to assume that there's a sort of irony yeah. to the the um, the high guitars, the uh, very major sounding riff. Mm. It's all a sort of sneer. And I don't think it's necessarily um, bad for the analysis, because Charlie was saying before, there is a tone of, I still love you, though. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind mm. of... It's not like a real... It's hatred. kind of rooted overall in love, but it's got this fast kind of angry... Highly percussive, percussive energy. Yeah, that kind of accentuates the kind of rougher parts of this love. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you guys are. This song that is genius. Of with "I Hope You Die" by the Bloodhound Gang, but that's I'm not. It's kind of a similar thing of this person who I'm dating. I hate, but that one is just like he wants her to like crash into a radioactive truck and then fall off a cliff. And <laughs> oh, okay, that's very different to this when he's just like, "I hope you get a paper cut." <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, as our esteemed guest, would mm. you like to start on the first verse, which uh, Tom Fletcher of McFly sings? I, I would love to. Uh, it goes, when I was 17, I wished I was 23. When I hit 23, I wished I was 17. Now, I'm almost 29. I wish I was 85. It'd be statistically unlikely that you'd be alive. <laughs> Um, so if we're saying that this is like an open letter from Gretel Peasel to the boys. <laughs> no one knows how long a six-headed person can live. So she's saying it'll be statistically unlikely, but who yeah, knows? I mean, it's, who knows? It's st- <laughs> at the moment that's kind of approaching um, the, the life expectancy, which by the time we're 85, we probably expect the life expectancy to have grown. But also, um, I'd expect the life expectancy of a six-headed person to be much smaller than <laughs> life expectancy. So you think the sort of incidence of mortality goes up with more heads? Oh, it's, not like, it's not like additive. I, definitely. It's not like I this monster is going to live for approximately 600 years. Well, here's years. the thing. If we're talking about a real six-headed person, I'd say, you know, they, they would almost certainly not living into early childhood. However, <laughs> we've been talking about, like, busted... Like, three-headed busted creature were, like, literally a god <laughs> by, by the end of the 
fucking season they could travel dimensions and they had like super power to come and stuff um so we haven't really established the power set of six-headed muck busted mm, so knows, yeah. are they also gods that would easily live to 85 and then by that point rule over the apocalypse now you know what i think it's the opposite and that's why in the chorus all the things she hopes that happen to them are so small because she's like, even that will give them a heart attack and kill them. <laughs> they're on the brink. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> what if they were like, they're overloaded with power at the moment and they can't control it. So right now they're like really weak, <laughs> <laughs> but they have to, over the course of the season, they're going to grow as the super being. That they, that I like they it. Are. Phenomenal. <laughs> cool. Um, so when when Gretel Lupizel was seventeen, she wished she was twenty three. Should we say seventeen is when she met the boys, the first boys, the busted boys, in the insane asylum? Maybe she was an intern there when that happened, or just a very, and which adds a whole extra level of sketchy to this. <laughs> and then maybe she told them that she was twenty three when they ran away. Yes, I like it. <laughs> And then she actually turned 23 and she was like, man, I miss being with those busted boys and that. (laughs) (laughs) Things were simpler when we were just fucking in an insane asylum because Miss Mackenzie was in a race car bed. Busted successfully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so moving on to the chorus. (laughs) Charlie, do you want to take the chorus? Sure. James Bourne of Busted. Yes. Uh, Because I hate your guts. Shit, I hate you so much. I hope you suffer a small paper cut. I hope your boss makes you stay for a half hour more. Because I hate your guts and I wish I didn't love you anymore. So this suggests that Mook Busted have got a job somehow. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they're they're still this world's version of the Thunderbirds. Oh, I suppose, yeah. And the... Wait, what? Are they? Did we say that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it now. Oh, okay. Because uh, so far all they've done in this universe is pretend to play guitar. <laughs> okay, no, they've got a job in a circus. <laughs> as like a, an attraction. As an air guitarist. <laughs> yes, as an air Everybody guitarist. <laughs> they think people are just absolutely awed by their air guitar playing. While all these Maybe they like, are. What the fuck, why does that have six heads? Jesus Christ! Maybe they are, because it, this is a different universe. This is a parallel universe to mm. our one, mm. where all the things actually happened in the previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is a universe where people just fucking love air guitar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think it could be a bit of both. Like, people go sure. there. People go there because they're like, oh my god, did you hear there's a six-headed guy? But then they get there and they're like, wow, this is a really Sick good air guitar. <laughs> this guy shreds. told me... If you gave me three options, you said, we can go look at someone who has six heads. <laughs> we can go look at someone who's really sick at air guitar. Or we can go look at someone who has six heads <laughs> and is really sick at air guitar. I'd easily choose the third option. Me too. I don't <laughs> think anyone would. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if so, you don't think, so Gretel... if you would choose a different option, we'll make a poll and forget to do it on Twitter. Let's respond to that. <laughs> So Gretel Upizel knows how worn out busted are by this this um overload of power. air guitar power that they've that they've got. So she wants the boss to be like, "Hey, we need you to do an extra set tonight 
because she knows that that'll just kill them. And the paper cut, obviously, you can't play air guitar properly if you've got a paper cut on your fingers. Oh, absolutely. Like, everyone How are you going to hold your imaginary pick? Ex- exactly. How are you going to play the imaginary string parts? The neck. <laughs> I know guitars. <laughs> <laughs> the pick isn't actually part of the guitar, really, is it? Do you uh-huh. think any air guitarists use real picks? <laughs> no, I think that's when, cheating. When I air, air guitar, uh-huh. I uh, I sort of imagine myself having an open an open and free hand. I think mm. I'm thinking of like I imagine doing like hot solos though, because when I'm when I'm air guitaring a hot solo, I'm I'm definitely picking it. Oh, but to me, there's a distinction between air guitar that you would like whip out if you're drunk at a club or something, and when you're imagining yourself specifically playing a piece of music, right? Yeah, but I I still use a pick. Or is your air guitaring always striving for accuracy? Well, here's the thing. I I take the air guitar very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But genuinely, if I bring out an air guitar at a club, it's for a good reason. (laughs) 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 I hope you enjoyed this discussion of the previous song on this album. <laughs> uh, Carlisle, would you like to take the second verse? Sure. So now we've got Matt Bourne. Uh, Matt Bourne. <laughs> Matt Willis. From In my week. dreams, they're Matt Bourne. <laughs> uh, I hate the way you breathe. The stupid way you sneeze. How does everything you eat end up stuck in your teeth? The way you steal my sheets when we go to bed as I death stare a hole in the back of your head. Oh, mm. the race car sheets. Of course. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry, I thought you said the race card. <laughs> and and there is a there is a typo in the genius playlist. Obviously, it is as I stare a hole in the back of your heads. Plural. Um, yes. They've just missed the s off here. Well, here's the thing. This one seems very personal as a line, uh, for the very realistic reason that this song was obviously written about one person. But. Um, in our universe, maybe it's also directed in particular at one of the <laughs> And it would make sense. We actually established this. We have. Oh, yeah. Matt- foreshadowed that Matt doesn't like her as much as the other two. Yeah. So maybe that, and it's good because Matt's singing this verse. So maybe it's be a fun irony if this is a verse particularly directed at Matt. So now Matt canonically always gets stuff stuck in his teeth, sneezes in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Breeds and in a weird incorrig- way. Breeds in a weird way. And is incorrigibly a sheet hog. And- <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and get Emma Willis on the podcast to refute these claims. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Do our best. That's the only person who still follows us on Twitter. Um, I, realize- I think that would probably go away if we started approaching his family. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be certain. Maybe I can't be certain. That's what he's waiting fair, for. He could have prevented it by coming on when we asked him. <laughs> <laughs> did he reply? He did not reply. <laughs> so now we get the first appearance of the vocal guest on this song, the very, the very high-profile vocal guest, Mark Coppers, who takes this chorus. It's, it's a different chorus than before. All the choruses in this, I think, are actually a bit different. Um, yeah, do you want to take that? I'd love to. Uh, because I hate your guts. Shit, I hate you so much. I hope the battery dies on your phone. I hope your favourite TV show fails to record. Because I hate your guts, and I wish I didn't love you anymore. 
Wish you didn't love you. Whoa. Wish you didn't love you. Whoa. Wish you didn't love you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to do that. I've been <laughs> holding back to do that at the end of every verse and chorus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very singable song. It, it is. And, you know, it's a very dense song. Because we've been recording for about okay not as long as i thought but we've been talking about a lot of lines you know there's a high turnover of material mm. in this song this is also a very self short song yeah well, that's what i'm saying oh, yeah, the okay. song itself is two minutes and 10 seconds long it's a very brief experience but it, it doesn't feel like a brief experience because there's so much in it uh including that fantastic woe section which is mm. just a lot of fun it's, it's very good uh, so uh, after that, we get Doug, a brief appearance on the vocals of Dougie from McFly, I'm a celebrity. who does sing. <laughs> I'm a celebrity uh, who does sing every now and again. It's not that often that he sings. Normally, that's really taken by Tom Fletcher and Danny from McFly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Danny Jones? Again. Something like that. Possibly exactly that. It's a very forgettable name. Mm. I'm sorry, Danny. I'm but... sorry too, Danny, as well, because I like Danny Fletcher. Uh, Danny, <laughs> Danny, Jones, Danny Jones. If it is Jones. Well done. Thank you. I like Danny Jones much more than Tom Fletcher. It uh, sounds like like a generic way to refer to someone. Like, look at old Danny Jones over there. <laughs> like, when they find a corpse they can't identify. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Danny Jones. <laughs> He's married to former Miss United Kingdom, Georgia Horsley. Wow. Man, Mukbusted are so interesting in their day-to-day lives. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> they really are. They've got a lot going on. They do. <laughs> anyway, Dougie says, I hope when I'm out on tour, you you lose your keys to the door because I hate your guts and I wish I didn't love you anymore. Just a brief little half chorus. Mm. Uh, and then we get, again, that I wish I didn't love you, whoa, section. And then things whoa. really slow down for a second. Uh, things are stripped back. we got no drums. But it's just guitar and Mark Hoppus's very special voice. Mm. So, do you want to take that, Charlie? Because I think I jumped over your turn there. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, you must be mistaken if you want to date me. You'd be more respected if you were to hate me. There's so many warnings you choose to ignore. And then they all come in. Because I hate your guts. <laughs> and I wish I didn't love you any. I hate your guts. If nice. I, if I could on the on the little Mark Coppers bridge, this is uh this is where we get our most instances of the old F sharp minor, uh, which could even imply a key change to the relative minor, and that that sort of makes sense. This is the more mellow moment, uh, but it doesn't happen, fam. I would get absolutely uh, obliterated were I suggest to suggest in a serious musical setting that we had modulated, but uh, you know a bit of F sharp, it's a bit of harmonic interest. We like it. We can't stress enough. Um, Chris is looking over his back as we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the music buffs may attack him viciously <laughs> with sharpened loots. <laughs> Do you know that Dougie Pointer was in a band before McFly? I really thought you had some fun fact about loots there. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just reading about all the members of McFly because I don't know anything about them. Fair enough. Wow. This is a busted podcast at the end of the day. Sorry, what were you going to tell me about Dougie Huckerecker? Uh, he was in a band in... <laughs> from... No, a different band from 1993 to 2008. He would have been so young when he joined that band. 
Uh, what band? What, what band? Yeah, they were they were fucking tiny tots when they joined McFly. Yeah. What band? What band was that? He would have been six. That doesn't sound right. Wow. Uh, it's what a band, band called that? A. They're a, a British the alt rock band from Suffolk. I'm almost from Suffolk. That's exciting. Oh wow. <laughs> that really is bad. <laughs> I feel like knowing you has just become a lot more fulfilling. <laughs> 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 I'm not far from the founding of British alt rock gods. Oh no! Hey. <laughs> he joined. He joined the band in 2018. That's boring. Oh, that is boring. Oh. Well, fuck you. Daddy. I don't give a shit about you being near something. I hope anymore. you lose your headband. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so things pick up very briefly after that sort of strip back section, so they can say because I hate your guts and I wish I didn't love you anymore. One more time. Uh, then we get full force of the band again. We briefly hear that intro riff one more time, and it ends on a great big "I hate your guts." And then we start out. So that's just two minutes to ten seconds of high energy, hate fueled love, <laughs> <laughs> which is nice. that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, so I was I was just thinking, you'd be more respected if you were to hate me. What what, what? are the implications for that? So you be you must be mistaken if you want to date me. You'd be more respected if you were to hate me. Um, so I'm going to take this as saying because we know that James still likes her. Matt's the only one who doesn't really, and McFly don't really know her. Mm. So they're probably just seen her in passing and been like, she's pretty hot. And Matt's like, guys, <laughs> no, she, seriously, she's if fucking she insane. In a mental institute that I was in, I'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just say that's what that means for now as we move to everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Sorry, I'm just drilling a hole over here. (laughs) (laughs) That was very good. (laughs) Um, Well, guys, 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 Mm. Chris, if I asked you what you thought this song's music score was out of 10. Mm. Leaving aside the lyrics, mm. what would you give it? I think it achieves everything it could hope to musically. Mm. I think it really is the the quintessential piece of pop punk uh, mastery. So I'm going to go for a nine. Mm. Very high there from Chris. Uh, Charlie, you, I... you've said, well, you've actually said on the show that it's your least favourite song, uh, <laughs> but it is actually your favourite song, so I imagine you're got quite a high school. Yes, I was also going to go with a nine. Woo! It's very fun. It is very fun. And you know what, I don't listen to this song that much, so I, that, I think that's probably going to be re- reflected when we get to the third bit, which is our personal preference. How But when you. it comes... <laughs> You know, when you just sort of objectively look at it, I cannot disagree with either of you in any way, so I'm also going to give it a nine. Hey. Hey. So yeah, that's going to be easy. So that's nine every way. That's an average of nine out of ten for music. That's high stuff. Mm. Uh, lyrics. Christopher. I do like the lyrics a lot. Yeah, I think they're very fun. I think it's a sort of relatable situation. You're mm. sort of enamoured with someone, but they're annoying you, and it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to get round. Yeah. Um... I think all of the little things that inconvenience them are really funny. Yeah. Like you get a paper cut. I suppose Bossy holds you back for an hour. Just sort of comes out of nowhere. Isn't that funny? Or, or right. 
relatable. But it it it, it works in context of the song. Yeah, it rhymes. We're, we're used. It rhymes. <laughs> no, it's like well, I just want another half an hour by bit, myself. Normally, yeah. when we get to this bit, we go well. This was funny. That was good. Mm. This is nonsense, or this is just directly harmful. We normally there's one or two lines where we just go. I rather this just wasn't in the song. There's none. There's none of that in this song. Oh, there's nothing. It's very consistent. There's nothing awful. Yeah. Uh, I I I didn't mention that I love the first verse. Mm. It's it's dumb, and I love it. Yeah. Um, it also, it's um. It, it it kind of it makes you earn that last line because after that every so yeah. the, first, the first we're talking about is when I was seventeen I wished I was twenty three when I hit twenty three I wished I was seventeen now I'm almost twenty nine I wished I was eighty five so there's a lot of preamble going like where are you going what is this, this? yeah, yeah. What's going it'll on? be statistically unlikely you'd be alive that is quite funny <laughs> it's and a it's, good punchline it's a very good punchline it takes it makes that setup worth it and even though it seems like a lot of setup as we said before it's an extremely fast paced song yeah so it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, it's yeah, doesn't yeah. it's not actually that long where you have to wait I'm for I'm calling it an eight on the lyrics okay that's high praise um charlie what do you think now this is tough mm. because <laughs> initially i'm thinking a nine but then i i can't put it above 3 a.m even though it doesn't actually have anything like rapey rapey in it so maybe it is better <laughs> but no i'm gonna go with a nine you know why yeah, cool because it's really fun and really all this, fun. like Chris said, all the stuff that they're like, I hope this happens to you. It's really, it's kind of sweet in a way because it's all just like little, little things that wouldn't actually make much of a difference, but are just mild inconveniences. And it's kind of like, oh, I still really care about you, but you've kind of pissed me off. It's just, I like it. It's cute. Yeah. I yeah. like that idea for a song. And it, it, here's the thing as well. I, this is going to be another one for me where I've given both of the music and the lyrics really high scores and then I'm going to give it like a really average score. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really listen to it. But again, like the, the lyrics are perfect for what the song is. They're mm. all quite entertaining. Mm. So I'm going to give it a nine as well. So that's an eight and a nine and a nine. So overall, an that's 8.67 out of 10. So, uh, so that's quite high again. But now we're going to get to the personal preference. Because... Unless we give wildly different personal preferences for this, and I know that you won't, Charlie, because you said you like this a lot. <laughs> um, that, well, that being said, though, that's relative to other busted songs. You like it a lot from this album. Um, this this could be the greatest busted song yeah, of all time. It's not one we think about very much, but well, maybe it's one I think about the flaws a lot, of this system. It's got it's going to rank very highly on our list so far. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, personal preference out of ten. Yeah, as I say, when I think of, when I rank it in my pantheon of busted and busted sure. songs, it's not it's not so so up there. But I do, yeah, I do like it. I'm gonna go for a cheeky eight point five. Wow, Ooh. that's very cheeky. All right, Charlie. You know what? I've given it two nines already, <laughs> so I'm gonna go for a one. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go for a nine. You're just—you're such a wild card today. I know. <laughs> you never know what I'm gonna do. Look, <laughs> I like I said, this is this my... is literally gonna be like our second best. Yeah, but I'm song. looking at all these songs and I'm like, I like Fake a lot. I like Why a lot. I like Thunderbirds I Go a lot. But I'm like, what would I rather listen to? Hate Your Guts or any of those? And I'm like, I'm leaning towards Hate Your Guts. Really? Yeah. Because like, if this is better than everything I knew, I'm gonna consider that a really big problem <laughs> no I'd say I like everything I knew more but um 
it's in my in my so far out of looking at this list in the order that it's in. I How is Thunderbirds are go higher than Y on our list? Is it because Rory guessed it on that and gave everything a really high score? I mean, I like Thunderbirds I'll Go, but why is a better song? <laughs> Thunderbirds I'll Go isn't really that great a song. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the list is bullshit. We've always known this. Uh, but that's up to me. For me, it's like a seven. You know what? That's fair. That's fine. It's above I was going to give it like a 6.5, but that's, that's, that's too low. Um, so that's an 8.16. 8.17. <laughs> on um personal preference score so the the average score for this this should be quite exciting are you excited because i'm very excited it's gonna be top three it's 8.613 so it is the just just uh, it's 0.001 higher than thunderbirds are going third place and that's because for some reason some of these we haven't rounded properly uh either way that would round to what we said yeah so that's fine um so yeah well now we're going to talk about so chris do you have a favorite part of this song punchline at the end of the first verse i think okay uh charlie what what do you think yeah i would agree with that i also like all the little changes in the chorus and also, yes, I really yeah, love the not guitar the same in this. That bit. I'll put the verse verse punchline. I'm I'm really struggling to choose one thing. I think it's very kind of consistent in quality mm. across all, mm. all all across the board. Really, it doesn't yeah. have very long to be consistent, but it, yeah. you know, never wavers. Well, I guess that like makes it easier f- to be mm-hmm. consistent. Yeah. No, I was no, ignore ignore that. <laughs> say it, say it. I was gonna say. Much like the friends we have are never, but it's changing from Thunderbirds Argo, <laughs> not wavering. And I realised well, it. Well, fuck Thunderbirds Argo. Hell it's yeah. It's not even the, top three the anymore. inferior song. It's not even in the top three. You know what? I'm very happy that that's as high as it is, because it's a real good song. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, I'm going to force you to tell me what your least favourite thing about this song is first. Oh, I, I genuinely can't... Like, it's so consistent. There's nothing that stands out as, yeah. like, oh, this isn't very good. But Even the things that are, like, unusual about this song... It kind of works. ...work in its favour. Yeah. Like, the fact that it's so short. It is very short, but it's also... I wouldn't want it to be any longer. It feels quite yeah. self-contained. I would say that right I length. think that I hope when I'm out on tour you lose your keys to the door. That's quite a step up from all the other minor inconveniences. That's like, <laughs> you'd have to call a locksmith or like... Yeah. Well, maybe not. They've probably, probably got a neighbour with a Oh, true. Wins. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing I can think about that's that I jumps out at me at being like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, it's the same problem as with the best thing. It's all very consistent in quality. Yeah. It's hard to single out something that's not very good. Um, yeah, have you got any ideas? Um, I don't like the production on the rhythm guitars. I I didn't want to bring it up earlier because I don't think it's very interesting to talk about. I think they're a little bit tinny and I don't think they sound as full as they could. It is quite a trebly song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would have liked some more mid-range in the guitars. Quite trebly production. That will have to do. (laughs) (laughs) 
So before we say goodbye on this, um, Charlie, hello. Have you got an inane question to ask us? Of course I do, guys. Of course I do. Actually, it's a very important question that I think I'm surprised that more people aren't asking. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. So, um, hey, guys. Hey, Charlie. You Hello. know, back in the day when people had, like, TV boxes and didn't just stream everything online? Yeah, sure. What was your favorite TV show that once failed to record and made you really upset? <laughs> Um, I, this happened quite recently, actually, because my parents still have a skybox, mm. and my dad likes to watch the football. Um, like a real man. Like a real man. You hear that, Charlie? Um, I don't watch football. <laughs> I do hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we were watching, I think it's called, it's called Calendar Girls. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a film with Helen Mirren and some other uh, good British uh, actors. Celia Emery is in there as well, I think. Cool. It, yeah, it's a it's a really funny film about um, a, an, el- an older women's institute group mm. deciding to their fundraiser calendar mm. should be um, sort of tasteful nudes of them. Right. It's based so, on a true story also. It's based on a true story as well. And it's it's I was really enjoying it, and then we got about two thirds through, and it just stopped. Oh no! And we were like, uh, and then Skybox, Skybox didn't say it failed to record. It said it recorded it all, but it was just like, no, it's over. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so I still haven't seen the end of it. I very much would like to, but it's not on anything. Uh, and we like, my parents were like, oh, we've definitely got the DVD. But here's the thing, my dad does this extremely annoying thing where mm-hmm. he thinks that a DVD... And this this might make sense if you then threw away the DVD boxes or something. But my dad likes to take all of the DVDs out of their boxes and put them in big collected, you know, sleeve yeah. Yeah. boxes. But And if we had one, that'd be fair enough. Mm. But we've got like 90 littered around <laughs> the house with different DVDs and no, no semblance of... There's no organisation of what goes and where. It's just whatever was closest at the time. So we probably do have this DVD. If we ever find the box, the DVD will not be in it, and we will <laughs> never find the DVD. So I've, I've still not seen it, and it's not on Netflix or anything. So there you go. There is a very long answer to your question. <laughs> Calendar Girls. I really liked BBC Tom Hardy show Taboo. Very uh, nice. And it once failed to record. It's a it's a shorter story, but I thought it was a really stellar show, and I was disappointed when I got home, and it was difficult to watch it. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Join us next week for uh, what happened to your band, uh, where we do not have a guest planned. I didn't expect that to rhyme, and mm. now I feel like I'm going to ruin it by continuing to talk. Yes. <laughs> You could just cut it off. Bye. No, no. Bye. 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 Hello. This is Chris's bit. Hey, Chris, where can the people find you? Sheffield. Nice. (laughs) How close to Suffolk is that? (laughs) It's not, but Essex is right next door. That's where you can find me in the summers and near Christmas. Cool. Thanks for coming on, man. <laughs> Do you also want to talk about your show? Not that I'm in any way invested. Dungans and Dragnos? 
No, but I would like to talk about the upcoming single from Stellar Band, Fake Dads. Check it out on Fake Dads Band. Uh, I want to be the president. I believe you've heard it, Charlie Dudley. Oh, shit. Am I not meant to out you? No, it's fine now. Oh, good. Uh, he just got fed up of people using <laughs> Charlie. Charlie used to make us all not use his last name. And he edits this, so we might cut that out as well. But then he just got fed up because we all just kept doing it. In particular, Chris Palmer, who's good evening. a guest on this. He used to like to do it on every episode of Dungeons & Dragons we recorded, so I would have to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was always great when we were recording like one day before release. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> but it'll be great because I said it so it'll be two different people saying your name for some reason. Uh, to round up, Fake Dad's Band. <laughs> yeah, on Bandcamp, fine. Facebook, Twitter I think. Yeah, the song isn't out yet but maybe by the time this is out it will be. Uh, we are at Fake Dad's Band on twitter and facebook and fake uh, the song will be available for download on fakedads.bandcamp.com i want to be the president i want to be the president all right see you later Woo! oh god <laughs> <laughs>